guys, welcome back to Real Breakdown. So this is part two of our first episode on Scream, our debut episode. We had so much to talk about, we had to actually make it two parts. Two parts. And fun fact, what we actually talked about was almost four hours long. So what we're giving right. you guys is... We cut a lot a out. A very condensed version. Yes, and I wanted to just make one update that we did say that Drew Barrymore should have gotten a producing credit for this. Mm-hmm. I don't know if she ever got, any, got a written credit for it, but she was a silent producer from the beginning. She yeah. actually came out on her own show and said something recently, and it was right after we recorded this episode, that she said she was a silent producer from the beginning. So yeah. I just wanted to I watched that. that interview. Yeah, she yes. said she had a lot to do with that first scene, and she actually said she wishes... She didn't die because she's so excited for the new Scream to come out. She's like, oh man, I almost wish I could be a part of this. But she's like, I think that decision was such a good one that it was worth it. Yeah. And she still has the wig. And uh, the guy that she was interviewing was like, can I wear it? And she's like, yes. I'm like, wait, can I wear it? Yeah, seriously. <laughs> so we're going to we go on it. right into part two. She wakes up to the phone ringing. It's that, it's that same phone. Mm-hmm. And Tatum's like, hey, I'll be there soon. And she... I'm sorry, I'd be like, Where, why are you not yeah. here yet? It's dark yeah. out. In my notes, I said, I would be having someone come to the bathroom with me. Yeah. Like, third grade buddies don't yep. let go of their hand. Yep. Like, someone would be in the stall like, with we me. we now have a buddy system. <laughs> and you're my buddy until this is over. Nope. We, yeah. You have no choice. Yeah. You're going to watch me take my pants off. Like, it's... <laughs> I, I would probably have, like, two buddies. Oh, one I'd on have one side. guarding the door. Yeah, like... like are you kidding me? And this is where the audience knows that she's really smart because she's scared. Yeah. It's dark and she's scared. And she's scared, which she, as she's alone. She has every right to be. Yeah. And, and the phone killer. rings again and she just answers the phone saying, Tatum, just get in the car. Yeah. Which I didn't realize until watching this again because she had to call from her house. Like she hasn't gotten in the car yet. That point you made earlier. Because she yeah. had to call from her right? house. Like, just get in the car and leave your home. This is where we get the, hello, Sydney. Yeah. Oh, classic. It's introduced. It's, it's the introduced, voice. It's and we introduced. hear it for four more movies. Oh my God. Do you like scary movies? Please, What's yep. your favorite scary movie? And she goes, oh, come on. You know, I don't watch that shit. Yeah. So she <laughs> also, she's also assuming it's like Randy, Randy or Stu or whoever. She leans towards Randy. Why not? Too scared? Yeah. No, no, it's just, what's the point? They're all the same. Some stupid killer stalking some big-breasted girl who can't act, who's always running up the stairs when she when should be going out the going front door. the front door. That and then I she says, that. it's, it's insulting. Lines. And this is where we actually, as an audience member, go, like, you, you sit there going, wait a minute. And I remember this at nine years old going, hold on a second. She's in a horror movie. Just wait. What's going to happen? I remember being nine years old going, this is intriguing. Wait, what? Okay. Yeah. And you go, so the killer's not an idiot, mm-hmm. like normal horror movies. Nev Campbell can act. Yeah. <laughs> For real. I'm confused. Yeah. Like, yeah. And then he says, are you alone in the house? And she said, Randy, that's so unoriginal. I'm disappointed in you. Because that's a very horror movie thing, thing to, to say. say. Are you alone? And then yeah. he says, maybe that's because I'm, I'm not Randy. Randy. <laughs> oh, my God. And the, whenever the voice drops, like your heart drops, like whispers. Yeah, I know it's like the deeper. It just oh god, deeper voice. And she goes, "So who are you? It's not who am I. It's where am it's I?" Where and she goes, "Oh, sorry, I phrased that wrong. Oh where god. are you?" Oh my god, she's not taking the shit. You're from porch. You're from porch. And there's the oh shit noise. Yeah, this is the oh shit noise. This is something that comes 
to mind every time you think about Scream. Again, they give the females such substance in these horror movies. They're not just like these ditzy girls that are like, ah, I'm scared, help me. They, she call, goes outside, she takes goes the outside. phone, and she's like, I'm calling your I'm calling your bluff. Love. Can you see what I'm doing? She yeah. sticks her finger up her, up nose. her nose. What am and I it's doing? Like, what am I doing? What am I doing? <laughs> and I love that because I'm like, instead of having these like... Meek people are hiding. Yeah. yeah. And she's like, like, she's trying to run no. away and she's the prey and like all this yes. shit. Instead, she was like, no, you know what? Screw this. I'm yeah, home alone. I'm 17 yet. I'm going to go outside and be like, I'm going to call your bluff. This is a prank call. Yeah. You know that my mom was murdered. Yeah. You're an asshole. And again... It gives us this sense of hope because so as the own audience, we're like, yes, Sydney. Yes, go, girl. girl. And then, and she then goes, we don't see okay, anybody. Okay, bye now. And he goes, if you hang up on me, you'll yeah. die just like your mother. Yeah. That's when we realize the same killer mm-hmm. is the person who killed her mother. And the oh shit noise happens again. Yeah. The oh shit noise in my head is, well, my title for it, the oh shit noise. It's like this howl. Yeah. It's like a wolf howl. It kind of mutates throughout, throughout yeah. all the movies but it's always like the boom yeah and it's like oh and then she says fuck you you cretin but oh my god this is amazing she goes inside she locks the front door and he comes out of the fucking closet yeah like what i know that's what i'm saying they give you a sense of security and then they rip it away like he comes out of the closet that's the terror of like a real life situation you just locked yourself in but right. what you're dealing with was there all along. So it's Also, like, how long was he in there? Did he bring snacks? I don't like, know. <laughs> you have to think about that, too. Did he have too. a juice box? I mean, did he come in, like, right before she woke up from her nap, or... Was he in there the whole time? Did he sneak in when she was on the porch? She, like, I, I, I don't know. See, that's the thing. You just uh, don't know, and it's so unpredictable. Oh, And they God. don't, you know, there's no, like, theme or pattern that they really do between the scenes. Like, everyone has... Oh, great. A, ...just a different experience. Yes, and then they get into this altercation she's really good at defending herself yeah also this movie made me think that if you just like kicked a guy in the back of the legs that he'd like flip onto his back mm-hmm. not gonna happen in real life don't no. try it then it doesn't he work. slams her head on the floor she takes a few good ones oh she takes a lot fight. she's definitely had a lot of concussions yeah she tries to leave through the front door and can't because she just mm-hmm. locked it because she locked so it. she has no choice but to go up the stairs the she has irony. no choice. And then the she gets irony to her and the room. satire. Like, you know. Oh, it's so good. Yeah. She she gets to her room and she does the thing with the, the do- doors. The doors. And he can't come in. Mm-hmm. She tries the phone. It's dead. It's- now she's screwed. And if this happened in real life, mm-hmm. I feel like this would just like, I feel like this is just punishment to a teenager today. Just put them in a room with no phone. Like, what would they do? Yeah. But then she's like, oh my God, I can use the computer. Yeah. And this was a real thing. Yes. Because we had dial-up children. I'm going to go back again. Oh. Dial-up is a thing that I'm sure you can Google the noise of. And remember, you couldn't, you had to use one or the other. You couldn't use both. Right. So yeah. if you were, you had, a, like, we had a separate phone line mm-hmm. that was just that. But if someone picked up that phone by accident, you'd be cut out. You'd be cut out from the internet, yep. So your, your, your internet was connected to the phone. So there were some computers that yeah. you could type 911. 911, yeah. He disappears. And Billy pops up in the fucking window three seconds later. Billy I thought pops I heard her scream. Maybe not even three seconds, like two seconds. And he's like, I thought I heard her scream. I heard you screaming. Oh, she's like, oh my God, the killer like, says this. I also decided to come up the window this time because, right. you know, like, why not? Why not? I and then the cell alone. phone falls out of his, his pocket. pocket and onto the floor. She starts freaking out. She runs down the stairs. This is where 
This is where she opens the front door. Dewey's holding up the ghost face mask and she screams and then he screams. And then he screams. Yeah, I know. <laughs> he, he is like the goofiest he's character. He's so goofy. Like he's trying his best, but he's so goofy. That's yes. what I love about him. And then I noticed something in this. While Billy is being read his rights, Dewey is reading them from a notebook. You can tell it's just like his like fourth week on the job. Yes. You know what I mean? You like, have the right his, to what was his that? backstory is that like Dewey just got his job. He's twenty five. He's like gone through training and this is his like fourth week on the job. And the I first really thing he's dealing with is a freaking it's like murder. murder across town. So yeah. I mean he's Wait. trying his best. <laughs> Meanwhile, Billy's just like not listening to any of it. Sit he's there. like, I didn't do it. I didn't do it. Yeah. And so then Tatum shows up. Tatum Girl, shows up late. and she's like, I'm so sorry. And I would have just been like, honestly, Girl, Tatum, you're late. you failed me. Fashionably she, late yeah. does not apply here. It does not apply when you're talking about a murder situation. Your friend almost just died. She's yeah. currently wrapped in a blanket in the back of an ambulance. Oh no, my God. You're, too, you're literally too late. And then Gail shows up in her, yeah. real, her neon skirt suit. that outfit. Iconic. I loved it. Like, I would actually wear it today. Iconic. Maybe the like, pads. yeah, I was gonna say maybe like 5% less shoulder pad, but like, I would wear oh that today. Oh my today. god, my yes. Already if I was god. that skinny, yes. Yeah, absolutely. She, oh my god, she kills it with her outfits. But yeah, she and shows she, up. She snaps at the cameraman and says, Jesus, get the oh camera. And he goes, My name isn't Jesus. Kenny, right? Is there a cameraman? <laughs> Kenny. He cracks me up. What an underrated, or, yeah, underrated oh, so character. Underrated. My name isn't Jesus. Oh my god, yeah. And then it cuts yeah. to the police station. Yes. Where this I did not realize at all, there are actual donuts on Dewey's desk. Yeah, Duncan. His whole desk is actually hilarious. There is a comic strip taped mm. up to his computer that says Comic Cops. Yes. There's a toy police car, plastic handcuffs. Yes. Like, he's playing I a I didn't notice it until I watched it back this yes. last time. Those little details. And that's why I'm like, this character is actually so hilarious. It's because so good. He is like, it's almost like you're right. He's playing pretend. Like, this is like pretend for him, but he really has to like step up to the plate. This is definitely his like, his time to shock. Yes. You know? Gail Weathers' bitch side comes out. Well, I mean, I think she's always a bitch. More like yeah. my side comes out. But she, she arrives at the police station and cameraman says, they're not going to let anyone in. And, she, and she's like, I'm not just anyone. Yeah. As she's pushing through the crowd and he's under his breath, which I didn't notice if I didn't have the subtitles on, he says, bitch goddess. Yeah. <laughs> All right, touche. But yeah, they can't find the the tracker of the costume, so they're like, now we're going to track the phone, but that's going to take a while it's because take obviously really back time. in the day, it wasn't like, find my It wasn't Verizon. Tatum starts giving a Dewey a hard time saying we're ready to go. Yeah. And he, what did mama tell you when I wear this badge? Oh my like God, yeah. <laughs> and then he's, she's like, she's staying with us tonight. He's like, does mom, does mom know? know? <laughs> she's like, oh my God. This dynamic is great. And then they start slapping each other, like siblings. And he says, he's my superior. And she goes, the janitor is your superior. (laughs) (laughs) It's so genius to, like, just have Tatum and and Dewey, brother and sister. Oh, so good. They're complete opposites. They're complete opposites. And you, again, give her a sense of security when you put her in. Because she's such a badass. Literally. So, like, they go through the back alleyway because they want to avoid the press. And Gail knows that there's a back door. And then this is where we find out that Gail wrote a book about Sydney's yep. mom. She, clearly, there's bad blood. And Sydney goes, send me, send me I'll a send copy. you a copy. Yeah. And she punches her in the yeah. face. And it's amazing. Yes. And we cut to and I love that because we cut to Tatum being like, oh, Bam, I love that. Yeah. Bam, like, 
which is just like the cutest little scene. I think that um, I, I think I reference this like once every few months, and I'd go, "Bam, bitch goes down." Yeah. Bam, Sid, super bitch, super bitch. <laughs> oh my god, she's so great, and she's doing the the moves with a bunny. Yeah, <laughs> like with the stuffed bunny. And again, Sid is just like lying there, like okay. She's like <laughs> she's massaging her, yeah. her hand. They give. Them so much like light and vibrant, yes, and there's so much color, purity and innocence. And I just have to keep pointing that out because, like, there's such a shift change later Tatum on. Tatum is sitting there in a button down and she pajama has, like, pigtails, set, right? Ponytail, high ponytail, ponytail. ponytail. That's it, yeah. And holding a white bunny, yeah. And interestingly enough, though, in that scene, you notice it's Sydney, Tatum. yes, is in like the it's a long t shirt, but like kind of. Like sexy body, kind of sexy, kind of to be honest. like a, like that white, like that a, large T-shirt, you know, for women. Tomboy. That's like a thing, yeah. And and Tatum's the opposite. Tatum's the opposite, which I think is like it's kind very of the, interesting. The foreshadowing leading up to like her, yeah, and then, her know, eventual demise. Yeah, her eventual demise. But I just thought that was so interesting because interesting because I'm like they kind of shifted them. Yeah, they but I don't know if that's kind of like that scene coming up, you know, because obviously she just threw a punch at a freaking. I feel like that scene happened, and I feel like Rose McGowan was part of that decision. I feel like she was just like, I feel like I should just be, I feel like like I'm saying I feel like a lot. Yeah, no, I I feel you. (laughs) No, I know. And and she's actually, like, Rose is an intelligent woman. So I I definitely can see her having a lot of, like, just saying, just power on that set because... I need to be in baggy pajamas yeah because i it's like she has this sexy persona during the day but she's actually just a 16 17 year old girl she's a 16 17 year old girl they're having a sleepover there's a killer on the loose right but also like you know at the end of the day like and i don't mean this in a negative way but i think tatum seems like that friend that's kind of more the talker and she's gonna talk and then you see nev kind of or sydney stepping in right and kind of shining through right taking action so I don't know. That was just really interesting the way they like contrasted those two characters at the time. Right. I liked it. And then her mom comes in and said, there's a phone call for you, yeah. which is never a good thing. I know. Is it my dad? I don't think so. And, and she answers really the phone, hello, Sydney. Yeah. Which every this time we genius. hear that, we're like, God damn it. Oh my God. And he goes, looks like you fingered the wrong guy again. Yeah. Which means she did this in the past. Right. Which the killer like, hangs up and yeah. Dewey fucking comes out of his room in his underwear holding his gun. Yeah. And everybody has already left the room. That is the best part. And he picks up the phone and and he's like, hello. (laughs) That gets me every time, probably more than the principal scene. That gets me more because he's so ready to go. He's so serious. That's like, oh my God. Hello. Picks it up. He's like, hello. Not only is the killer gone. And he's like looking around, you know. Not only is the killer gone, his mom, his sister, and her friend are Are also gone. Literally gone. gone. (laughs) But like... Also, to the viewers that didn't catch it, so when when the killer said that line to Sydney, he's talking about the fact that Sydney um, misidentified misid- Cotton, right? Which misidentified Cotton, Cotton, the guy who supposedly raped and, and murdered her mom, right? So now we're just getting all this like backstory, and there's depth yes. upon depth upon like, which immediately we're cuts going to, deeper and deeper into this shit. Yeah, immediately yeah. cuts to the next day at school, and this is. A great delivery of information, which yeah. a lot of movies do. It's all over a newscast. And yeah. the fastest way to get information right, right. is through the news. So, and they kind of do the whole brilliant, like, seeing different people talk about it. Yes, so you kind of get all the Right. 
all the different it's sides like a and quick opinions. montage, right? And it, it goes through the backstory of of um, Sydney's mom was raped and murdered the year before, mm-hmm. and Sydney was the key witness who identified Cotton Weary as her killer, and he's currently awaiting a death sentence. Yes, and Dewey is dropping her off at school and says, "It's school, you'll be safe here." Mm-hmm. And that to me hit a nerve because I'm gonna get real serious for a second. School is no longer safe. A lot yeah. of places like this are no longer safe. And when we were young, they were. Yeah. Like, we thought of it as a safe place. And this was actually right before Columbine. Yes. So I was just going to say, uh, this was before Columbine. And Columbine right. was the one that kind of, like, shifted this country. So yes. it, it definitely, you're right. It, it, rewatching it, it's sad to think that, like, now we think of home being safe and school being so unsafe, you know? Right. And it's like... For her, it was the opposite. It was like, you're going to be safe at school. You're not safe at home. You know? Right. And like when we yeah. grew up, being in school was yeah. safe. And I we know. didn't have any security. I know. So like you just thought of yeah. being safe at school. Yeah. And it's it's so sad. A reporter comes up to her and like accosts her and says, yeah. what is it like to be almost brutally butchered? People want to know they have a right to know. Yeah. And I that <laughs> always struck a chord with yeah. me because do, do they? Just looking at it on like a surface level, people are like, oh, it's so outright Forward, but it's like this is what the media that's reporters do that is what report yeah so it's like i love that they just kind of like put yes. that in her face the first scene with gail yes. is like the sydney and gail the dialogue is incredible because it's so fast mm-hmm. and she goes off the record no and she she's like you owe me i owe you shit yeah. you owe my mother and then she's like okay so everybody automatically goes okay she did whatever and then she goes so you think he's innocent cotton she was the key witness in putting him away. Gail yeah. Weathers has clearly talked to him many times. Has his word changed? Has his story changed at all? Not one word. And she says, "No, I saw. I saw him leave. I saw him." And she says, "No, you saw someone wearing saw, his yeah. coat." And she goes, "You're not sure anymore, are you?" And then Sydney doesn't say anything. Yeah. And she's Gail's like, "Oh my God, get the camera!" Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Gail's like, "This is it. This is my <laughs> this story. Is what I'm fucking writing about." Yeah. And then Sydney goes, "Tatum." Tatum's like, back off. They go inside. Mm-hmm. And Gail, this is where we get to the heart of Gail. She goes, oh my God, I could save a man's life. Do you know what that, that could do for yes, my book sales? Yes, yes. I love her character because she's so brutally honest. And it's like, you go, Gail. You don't even root against You're her. You're not even. You're yeah. like, go, girl, go. She gets after it. She, she oh, knows yeah. what she wants. She gets after it. She does not Courtney care. Courtney Cox. She makes her. no apologies. Literally. Sydney runs into Billy mm-hmm. and she's automatically scared. And this scene makes fun of itself yeah. later when they introduce the stab movies into mm-hmm. Scream when it becomes even more quote yeah. unquote meta. And this conversation is actually ridiculous because he's bringing up their sexual relationship while talking about the murder of her mother. Yeah. And he's and like, he's well, like, I think you should get over that. And I, when my mom left my dad, I accepted it. It's just right. the way it was. Yeah. No, 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 no. And she had such a good response to that. I feel like she... Are, is your brain leaking? Yeah. My mother died. I don't know. <laughs> too much gel in his hair or some shit. Too much whatever. But all... Yeah. And then you God. even see her, which is such a... This is also like a perfect example of that like young in love female-male dynamic. Because I remember this when I think about my high school relationships. I'm like, you're so confident going in. And then all of a sudden like your confidence dwindles because of something someone says or something someone starts to convince you of. Like, oh, it's been a year. Should you really be grieving? Like, yeah, and you're like... Oh. So I just, I thought that was actually a really good representation of what, like, high school relationships are like, you know? And so I thought that was actually pretty critical because 
you do see later on that Billy does start to change her mind. Like her confidence yes. dwindles the more she's around. Yes. So he he really is like that catalyst that like gets her and this doubting scene, herself. This scene later is actually reenacted in the same exact stairwell in the stab movies, and it's Luke Wilson and mm-hmm. Tori Spelling. So this shot in the bathroom mm-hmm. when the girls leave and she's crying in the bathroom mirror, which is horrible. Yeah. This shot is incredible. Mm-hmm. Because I didn't realize until probably the last 10 years that there's a whisper. And he goes, Sydney. Yeah. Never noticed that. Yeah. I didn't notice that until I watched it um, oh with earphones in. Oh, yeah. So the last time I watched Scream, I had headphones in. Yeah. And such a different experience. Oh, my God. Than watching it on TV. With subtitles on. Yeah. You sort of hear things. And, like, yeah. you when you – I just – yeah. So getting that old. freaked me out, too, because I was like, holy shit, I don't think I've ever heard no. that before. Yeah. And, like, I yeah. watch most things with subtitles on right. now because yeah. otherwise it has to be, like, level 40. Right, right, right. And so, it's just nice to read the, yeah. Right, just to know. Right. So, yeah, someone whispers Sydney when she's in the bathroom and she looks, and this shot is genius. Yeah. You see the boots stepping onto the floor and they are clearly men's feet. Oh, yeah. They're huge. Yeah. They're clearly men's feet and then you see the costume. The, the, the like, cut yeah. costume just fall, just yeah. drop and yeah. you're like, it's That's a man. all you need He's to know. He's wearing jeans yeah. And then the sparkly black costume yep. falls over That's it. That's the thing. And he and shows And you can kind of see, like, the top, you know? Yes. Yeah. And then the jazz hands come yes. out. No, I'm kidding. Yeah. But she He's does a fucking, like, slide into yeah. second base. She slides underneath him. Yeah. That was a good move. And runs out of the bathroom. Girl, you are in a school of at least 300 people. How are you not screaming? I know. She just runs down the stairs she like nothing She runs happened. down the stairs like Makes doesn't no noise talk at all. to anybody. She runs just past a teacher. Back. Literally, she runs past like at least three people. Like it was a, I think a she, minimum I think of it's like three. one. But she, like she, oh, she, was, I think I it's thought one. there was like at least two in that I hallway. Think it might be one or two. But like there she was run, like a pair walking. I mean, why would you just stop pair, it? But she's like, what? What? She, he's in the bathroom. You're on the second yeah. floor. Like, I would just yell, like, the killer is in the school. How are you not screaming? Yeah, yeah. That bothered me. Then automatically it goes to, in light of recent events, school is done. Yeah, so the principal's like, in light of recent events, everyone gets the day off. Classes are, classes are out. Which for, like, a high schooler is like, hell. School's out forever. And then Stu comes out and says, I don't know what you did, Sid, but on behalf of the whole school, I say thank you. And she's like, fuck all of you. Party at Sue's house. Of course, that's not going to be a recipe for teenage rebellion and disaster. Right. Teenage kids doing stupid shit ends up in disaster, as it does in real life. Not going to lie. Amen. I was a teenager who did a lot of stupid shit. Me too. A lot of it did not end in disaster, but we were very, very lucky. Yes. Oh, so this is a scene that I completely forgot existed until I just watched it. Tatum and Sydney are talking about the probability and likelihood that Sydney's mom was actually having an affair with Kyle. Right. And they're talking on this picturesque front porch that looks like it's in Charleston. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. And Tatum is taking the, shall we say, looser side, saying that she might have had an affair because she was unhappy and playing devil's advocate, saying, like, you can't prove a rumor, which is kind of like a reflection of her character. And Sydney's maintaining that her mom was innocent, which is a reflection of her character. character. And there's the voyeur side from the porch. You see this view from the porch, like someone is clearly watching them, Mm -hmm. which is a classic thriller horror camera angle. Yeah, yeah, that camera angle. And it's called... 
the voyeur view or voyeuristic angle. Um, it's called the gaze. I'm gonna go real nerd for a second. It's Laura Mulvey. There's a there's a theory by Laura Mulvey yeah. called the gaze, the male gaze. It's it's women were meant to be looked at. Mm-hmm. It's like a scary thought. And when someone is watching, it, it's like when someone's watching, it's like someone looking, it's like a peeping Tom. Yeah. Like someone looking through a window. And this happens a lot in older movies. Mm-hmm. Like there's, women are meant to be looked, looked at, at right, supposed to be objects. Right. Wes Craven uses this moment and it's in a vulnerable conversation Yeah, where they're being looked at as vulnerable objects. Right after this scene, you see, it's broad fucking daylight. Mm-hmm. You see Ghostface just running, running through the bushes. Running through the bushes, like, yeah, yeah. How does nobody see this? I know. <laughs> I noticed that the, this time around I watched it. I was like, he just like darted out of the he bushes and like nobody. Costume. But I mean, I, again, that's the, the terrifying He's like six part. feet tall. Like, yeah. Black sparkly costume. It's daylight out. The next scene opens on a close up of the TV playing the original Frankenstein, which comes in as a recurring theme yeah. in these things. Yeah. Because in Scream 2, they're showing Nosferatu. Mm-hmm. And Rindy, th- this is the video store scene. Oh, my God. Randy's working at the video store, because of course he does. Stu comes in like the jackass that he is. Yeah. And he's harassing him. He's clearly a movie expert, because someone comes up to him and asks, asks, what's that werewolf movie with E.T.'s mom in it? And he goes, The Howling. The Howling. (laughs) This aisle, you'll find it here. Yeah. He knew exactly where it was. So you're like, okay. So Randy's clearly the horror movie, which we knew before, but he just brings it again. All right. And then Randy looks over and sees Billy flirting with some girls standing in the horror section. And he says, isn't that misadvised? Like, if if someone thought you were... Literally, if you were a killer, why would you be standing in the horror section? And Stu's like, it's just a misunderstanding. And he's like, oh, you're such a lapdog. And he says, this is standard horror movie stuff. Because there's always some bullshit reason to kill your girlfriend. The beauty is in the simplicity. If it gets too complicated, you lose your target audience. You lose your target audience. And he's like, it's all a very simple formula. Everyone Everybody's a suspect. a suspect. Oh my goodness. It's a formula. A very simple formula. Then we, we learn, also learn that Randy has a crush on Sydney. Yeah. And Matthew Lillard's acting skills in this scene are hilarious because it's purely <laughs> reactional. And he's gesturing to the rest of the story going like, no, 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 don't yeah. listen to him. He's smoking weed. Right, like, right, right. And he goes, the police are always off track. If they watch prom night, they'd save time. Yeah. There's I love a, that they keep referencing they prom night. Yes. It's so great. There's a formula. A very yeah. simple formula. Everybody's Everyone's a suspect. suspect. There's a moment of silence. He goes, the dad's a red herring. It's Billy. And he turns around and Billy grabs him by the shirt. And is this the first time we see Billy and Stu like have this weird visual connection? Because Stu, like, has his arms on the back on of the back. Randy's yeah. neck. Yeah. And it's very intense. And the camera's, like, a foot from their faces. Yeah, the camera's, again, intrusive. It's, like, in there. It's, like, part yeah. of it. And it's, like, wait, this, this is a very intimate moment. They're all, like, two feet from each other. And Billy's, like, well, you have a crazy obsession with horror movies. He goes, you're right. If this were a scary movie, I'd be the prime suspect. And what would your motive be? The millennium. The, yeah. Motives are incidental. incidental. Randy, from now on, becomes the guide for the audience, which is literally genius. Up until now, in all of these conversations with the camera angles and like this intrusiveness, the camera is another character. Yes. Camera is another character. So is technology. And like, right. So is technology. Like, we yeah. have been transported into this world because it's like moments like that that we feel like we're not supposed to hear. And I'm doing right. that in like air quotes, you know, because right. it's like, 
It's a movie. It's, you're supposed right. to hear everything. But right. like, but at the same time, we're not supposed to know that. You know, right. because it's, he literally... He's explaining the theory. He's explaining the theory, but not only that, and we don't know this, obviously, until the end of the movie, but he is pointing out the killer. Like, oh, absolutely. Just in front of your eyes, and that's the satire of it. It's like, yeah. if you're a killer, should you be in the horror section? Meanwhile, yes. he's, like, being charming in the horror section, you know? <laughs> Billy walks away and he goes, now you're telling me that's not a killer? You see Dewey dropping off Tatum and Sydney to get snacks for this party. And she looks or Sydney looks around and says, it's like the town that dreaded sundown. And that's another horror movie. There's a movie called the town, the town that, that dreaded, dreaded sundown. sundown. Yep, yep, and, yep. And, and Dewey goes, I've seen that. It's like a town in Texas, right? It's actually loosely based on a, a real life serial killer in Texas. Just like Scream was actually loosely based on a serial wow. killer in Florida. And this is the scene where they go, if they make a movie about you, who would play you? And she goes, with my luck, they'd cast they'd Tori cast Spelling. Tori Spelling. <laughs> Breaking the fourth wall like that, I love that. I love it. Yeah. And then they actually have Tori Spelling right. play her. Yeah, okay. Exactly. <laughs> They're in the grocery store picking out ice cream, talking about sex. And you see, which I didn't notice until probably like 10 years after seeing this for the first time. When they close the freezer door, you see Ghostface in the... Reflection. Oh, I didn't notice that. He's in the reflection yeah. of the of the. So Great. that means he's in a fucking convenience store, and nobody right. sees and this nobody asshole running that. around in a full costume. Maybe it cuts not. to Dewey licking a pink ice cream cone, and that's where the sheriff comes up to him and says, "We got Sydney's father." Yeah. Well, don't let Sydney out of your sight. Right. Foreshadowing. Then we get yep. to the party scene, and from here on is mass chaos and the best thing to ever happen. happen. To Ever. <laughs> Dewey is a cop dropping off his teen sister at an underage drinking party, oh, yeah. and he just says, have fun. He yeah, says, have fun. Gail is, of course, nearby, creeping from the road. Mm-hmm. Dewey's going to scout the area, and he asks Gail to go with him. She grabs her coat. The cameraman yeah. slyly hands her her own camera. Yeah. The beautiful little love story that you kind of, like, need in a, you know, no, very really like dark, this. morbid. Yeah. And yeah. He's, he's so bumbling that he... Yeah. She goes, okay, I'm ready. And he goes, yeah, I'm fine. (laughs) I know. I love it. And she makes me so nervous. She's such a powerful woman, you know? And then we're back inside, and Sydney's going through all these videos, and Randy, she's like, they're all horror movies, and why do they all have Jamie Lee Curtis? And I never heard this before, but, like, I knew this about Jamie Lee Curtis. I just never heard this in the movie. Randy says she's the scream queen. Yeah. Which she's actually hailed widely as the scream the queen scream queen which is why she's in the scream, scream queen show like <laughs> literally it's, it's a fucking so nod to her it's, it's like just one her. big head nod it's all to her. jamie lee curtis it's all show. you girl yeah it's i mean you. i she's iconic she's iconic. <laughs> in so many ways it's unbelievable <laughs> she's so good yeah so gail and dewey show up to the actual party and dewey is a cop in uniform yes coming to this party where none of the kids are threatened at all by this <laughs> nobody puts down their beers and that's and what like that just adds to like yes. his persona of just like i have no power at all in any situation i mean i, I have, have a gun no, I have no power. power literally and literally. he says you're underage son no i'm just kidding have oh fun. my god what yeah. he like hands it back he's like no nah, i'm just kidding meanwhile gail's like okay gail's <laughs> laughing to a place where i can put this camera in any yeah. other situation gail would have been like this is the this, story I yeah need. yeah one hundred percent. If there 100%. wasn't a mass murder, she's like, "I have more important things to do, but we're gonna revisit. We're gonna come back to this." Oh my god! So she yeah. super slyly slides this camera on top of like the VCR. This is Tatum's scene coming up. This is Tatum's 
scene. Yes, when she goes to get She beer. goes to get more beer, and the moment she walks into the garage, you see her nipples. Was that necessary? Probably not. But yeah, she goes in, she like pauses, and then she goes in to get the beer. You know, beforehand, of course, like, she fiddles with the things that the will, door. you know, become her, like, escape routes, and it's just... A cat jumps out of nowhere, she screams, fucking, yeah, and the cat runs through the cat door. It's like rude foreshadowing, because oh, it's yeah. so apparent. It's so blatant. But it's, it's so, it's also, a, it so it's so genius, yeah. because it's one yeah. shot. She's opening the refrigerator, the yep. cat jumps out. Yep. It's one shot of the cat running through the cat door, and it goes back to her. And she tries the garage door, and, it, and you see the garage door shut by itself. Yep. The lights shut off. She's like, oh, fuck. She tries the garage door. It's locked. Yeah. She tries the, the garage door door to the outside it goes up for a second and goes back down, down and she yeah. turns around and goes faces at the door and this dialogue is incredible yes is that you randy and i ghost face says nothing i know everyone so far whether <laughs> it be on the phone randy. or like in person has thought like randy stew whatever but no, I, it's always randy it's always like it's like always this, the like, weird the guy. weird guy oh he's harmless like it's this small town trust that Billy's makes so the hot. story so insane yeah Once Billy's like, so hot right, he right, right. Be the killer right it's exactly. gotta be like, this weird guy in the it's video store hilarious like I love that so everyone's like oh Randy oh you know? Randy it's just but Randy but you're right he doesn't say he doesn't say anything fucking word she says it's all terrifying. her she oh. says is that you Randy he shakes yeah. his head what is this movie from I spit on your garage lose the outfit if Sydney sees it she'll flip and she tries to get past him, and he shakes his head. Oh, you want to play Psycho Killer? He nods. Can I be the helpless victim? Yeah. He nods. Okay, please don't kill me, Mr. Ghostface. I want to be in the sequel. Yeah. I just... I just realized in this scene, oh. this is the first and only time we hear him referred to in the movies as Ghostface. Only time. Yeah. And then she tries to go past him. He grabs her hand, and she says, cut it, Casper. That's a wrap. Which is also, like, kind of a ghost reference, you know? Oh, it's like, a ghost they, reference, yeah, yeah. but it's a movie reference. Yeah, but it's, and, like, a lighthearted movie reference, Casper. you know? Because yeah. Casper, the friendly ghost. That's a wrap. Then he pulls out the huge fucking knife and slowly drags it yeah. across her arm. And then she realizes he's not kidding. Yeah. And not gonna lie, Rose McGowan is super resourceful in this scene. She uses the fucking freezer door to knock him out. That's and then she starts I... throwing beer bottles. Yes. Which is genius. I mean, she says you fucker. Yeah. <laughs> like, what, you know, what else are you gonna do? You have to use your resources. Yeah. And like I said, like, I love it because they let her say, can I be a helpless victim? victim? But she wasn't. She's not. And Sid wasn't. And what's her face? Can Casey I be the helpless victim? Drew Barrymore wasn't. You know what I mean? Like right, they none of gave, them are. They gave them so much substance. And yeah. I'm like, thank you. So Tatum tries to crawl through the cat door, mm-hmm. which she actually could probably fit yeah. through if she wasn't panicking. Right. This part is pure slapstick because he opens the garage door and she can't get out. She would immediately fall out of that one. The garage door would not be able to lift her up. Too. It it goes up enough to break her neck, which also would not happen. It also it would not get stuck there. None of this would have happened. This right. is pure slapstick, yeah. especially because she dies and he's just going. Well, that was easy. Like he, he had didn't the really staples have to do much. Like, yeah, exactly. And he's just I looking know. at her like I don't have to do anything. I know. And he just slowly backs into the Back, house. Yep, and, and then just the closes door. the door. Like, <laughs> so brutal. I don't think that was actually on his list of killings. Like that. Yeah, uh, there you go. Like that killing adjacent. Yeah, I mean it's just like it's the psycho. It's the kind psycho of like manslaughter in the third yeah. degree. So yeah, so, she's dead. Yeah, by Tatum. Billy Billy jumps to the front door and Stu goes, "Billy, what are you doing here?" And they're super sarcastic the whole time. And Billy gives Stu this knowing look. Oh and yeah, like, and 
And, and then like, he's mm, like, what are you doing here? Where's Tatum? And he's like, oh, I don't know. know. Probably I'm just like getting some beers or whatever. If, and she goes, if Tatum sees you here, she'll draw blood. And then Stu subtly hints, you guys can use my parents' bedroom right. to talk or you know whatever. Or you know whatever, yeah. They go upstairs, and, and he goes, subtlety, Stu, look it up. And she goes, no, that's a good idea. Obligatory sex scene coming up. She is basically telling him we're right and it's been a year and I should. We should have sex. We should have sex. Yep. And, and and she's pouring her heart out to Billy. Yep. And he says, it's like Silence of the Lambs. Oh so my God, again, yeah. And she goes, but this too. is real life. It isn't a movie. And he says, it's all a movie. It's all one great big movie. And you can't and pick, your, pick genre. your genre. Which, till this day, is one of my favorite quotes in yes! life. What an amazing quote just referencing life. Because yes, life is like one big fucking movie and you cannot pick your genre. You cannot pick your genre. Sometimes it's sad, sometimes it's romantic. Poor Forrest Gump. And then right after that, she takes her job off. Oh my God. Well, you don't yeah. see it immediately, but yes. And she says, why can't it be a romantic comedy or even a good porno? And he yeah. takes it second and he's like, oh, okay, we're going to do this? Cool. Yeah. He's like, like, he's already oh. impressed. Like, <laughs> so this is the rules scene. I'm going to back up from the microphone. It's the rules scene. Oh it's the God. rules. This is my favorite scene, not only in this movie, in all movies ever. I'm literally about to start crying. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm a super nerd. I wrote in my notes, this was fucking tremendous. Like, those are all the words I have. Oh, because my God. it is so good. And of course, who's in the middle of it? Randy. Randy. All the Explain teenagers. The rules to yes. Us. It, of course. Who else yeah. would it be? Yeah. It's Kevin Williamson. He's explaining his own yes. script. Like, <laughs> yep. I love you, Kevin. And I thought just before we get into the rules, I loved that like they were doing the little things like he was like looking at the blood and he's like, oh, they got the blood all wrong. You know, and like, and I love that because when I first watched Scream, yes, yes. now it's 2021. I'm like, holy shit, that the blood and gore wrong. holds up. So like, yes. it's just, you know, and also the blood mm-hmm. on the knife mm-hmm. that's not wrong. You know, so there's yes. little things here and there where it's like, wow, I think in a way sometimes they're pointing out their own mistakes. Like, we're not going to get it right, you know? But like, right, right, I just right. love that. I love that because there's little details here and there. And I read an article recently where Kevin Williamson says he goes back to the first scream and like cringes at some of the lines. Yep, like, Why would sure. you do that? Yeah, like, oh, be so proud. Oh, be so, so proud. proud. But so proud. Yeah, like I, I get that because I feel you know, like his headstone when he eventually passes away, which hopefully will not be for a very long time. Yeah, I feel like it just should just way. say I wrote Scream. So oh all God. these teenagers are drinking beer yeah. and watching TV on this tiny ass tube TV. Right. And so I, I just love that, that that's what they're doing. Oh, yes, Sorry. they're all gathered around it. Ugh. They're wanting to see Jamie Lee Curtis's boobs, and Randy says that she doesn't show her boobs until later in her career because yeah. she was always the virgin in horror movies. And that's why she always outsmarted the killer in the end. She says virgins always win. Yes, because she's the final girl. Final girl theory, if nobody knows. Yeah, they actually did a movie, Final Girls. Yeah, there's a yeah. few, but um, I, oh, yeah, I'm going to narrow it down real quick. Reason. The final girl is the girl who survives mm-hmm. at the end. It's usually a virgin because she doesn't become sexualized in yeah. the movie. It's the girl or who... Or it's like the girl that's given that innocent, yes. goody girl edit. Yes. So it doesn't necessarily, but I think Not they're necessarily just alluding a virgin, to like... Right, but, but it's like, just that girl that's like, I study a lot and I'm innocent. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, I'm always reading. Oh my god. Wait, no, that, you just, you literally just sounded like the Eliza Schlesinger. <laughs> stand out. She goes, she goes, no, but we have to study. You're 35. Let's go. <laughs> Randy, yeah. Randy stops the movie and says, you don't know the rules. I'm yeah. sorry, you don't, you, yeah. there are clear, there are clearly rules. What? What? Which you feel like he's just talking to you at that point. Oh, yeah. You know, you're Which just he like, is. okay. He actually is. Yeah. 
And he becomes the proctor. Yeah. Here, ladies and gentlemen, are the rules of horror movies. There are certain rules one must abide to to successfully survive a horror movie. One, you can never have sex. Sex equals death. All the kids don't like this and they start laughing. Two, you can never drink or do drugs. They're literally holding, holding beers. beer bottles. They raise their glasses and they cheers. Yeah. He goes, it's an extension of number one because it's the sin factor. Yeah. Just like sex, which is why it's always the virgin mm-hmm. or the one who isn't seen as a sex symbol or sexualized. Yeah. It's the one who always survives. And then he says, number three, never, ever, under any circumstances, say I'll be right be back. Be right back. Because you won't be back. Yeah. And I then. It's all the time. And then Stu gets up and oh. he says, I'm getting a beer. Do you want one? Yeah, sure. I'll be right be back. Be right back. Which is like. The this is irony oh, of it. The breaking of all the walls. The killer, one of the killers, is saying, I'll be, I'll right, be right back. And then he's like, only virgins can outsmart the killer. Right. And interspersed with this is yeah. cuts to Sydney and Billy. As he's saying, you don't see her breasts until whatever. Yeah. So you see Sydney taking off her shirt and Billy steps in front of the camera. So you never actually see anything with Sydney. No. But, like, she's clearly taking her shirt off. She's yeah. clearly losing her virginity. Right. And it's like, oh, shit, is Sydney going to die? Yeah. And, and right yeah. after Stu says this, Randy says, you push the laws and you end up dead. I'll see you in the kitchen with a knife. Which he will. But it's because he's the killer. Yeah. Not because he's going to be dead. dead. Yeah. He literally is in the kitchen with a knife yeah. a few minutes later. Mm-hmm. Randy answers the phone right in front of the camera saying the principal's been killed and he's hanging from the goalpost on the football field. I know. That's so fucked up. And I for know. some reason, these kids are like, this is awesome. Let's go see him for the team job. And they Ugh. peel the fuck out of yeah. this driveway. Yeah. So Sydney and Billy are getting dressed and she says, who did you call? What? When you got arrested, you're allowed one phone call. I'm yeah. curious, who did you call? I called my dad. No, Sheriff Burke called your dad. Yeah. yeah, but when I called, I didn't get an answer. And she goes, huh, you still don't think it was me, do you? No, of course not. I don't think yeah. it was you, unconvincingly. I just think if it were, it'd be really clever to throw me off the track using your one phone call so I wouldn't think so it was you. Yeah. The virgin is outsmarting the killer. Also, Billy knew Tatum's but, phone number? Anyway. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, you knew everybody's home. Yeah, that's true. You know everybody. I still remember, I still remember my mine. Yes. Yeah, I still remember mine. I still remember my best friend's home phone number. Yeah, me too. Me too. Oh my god, it's too. crazy. So he creepily stands up and says, "What do I need to prove to you that I'm not, I'm a, not killer? a killer?" And she goes, "Oh my god, like in love." And then she Again. goes, "Oh my god." <laughs> Boom. Ghost we're face like, appears. Oh my god, it's Billy. It's not, not Billy. Good. Billy's not the yeah, killer. Yeah, because then we're like, oh, okay, the end of the movie. In this moment, we're proved. It's proven that. There's one killer, and it's right. not Billy. It's and not this Billy. is kind of the first time we're being introduced to, like, the idea of, obviously, if you've seen the movie, you know, the end. It's, like, the two idea killers. of two killers. And that's a new, yes. just a new dynamic in the slasher world, Absolutely. you know? So Then the chase begins, and yes. then we realize this house is a fucking maze. So she yeah. she knows her way around this house, and then she locks herself in this giant-ass room that is, mm-hmm. is what, an attic? A yeah, yeah, with a weird, like, just a, a room at the top of the house. It's a room <laughs> at the top the of the fuck was going on house on Haunted Hill. It's like yeah. a room at the top of the house yeah. that has every possible thing mm-hmm. in it. It's like 150 square feet. And she finds a window. She gets out of it. Yeah. As he's as she's like, what do I do from here? He grabs her. She I, uh, happens to fall into this big ass boat that's yeah. filled with what? Cardboard boxes? I guess. Like, she like goes into the tarp. 
I'm like, but like something hard would be under the knee. No, that nothing hard. would be there. She'd hit the bottom you know? of the boat. Or like, that what? too, yeah. Boat full of stuff. She rolls immediately she off of it. Fell into. Stands and then sees Tatum hanging in the driveway. Yeah. That's, that's where you see her her bank shaking, and she runs away. She runs to this creepy barn, which I never noticed. She runs to a barn, and I always wondered if there was a scene that was cut here. Maybe. Because she disappears Cause for really, a few minutes. Yeah, we don't really see her, like, emerging. Yeah, like, is she hiding, and then she realizes barn. she has to, like, save other people? I guess. But she's running to a creepy-ass barn. Gail runs into a tree. Sydney doesn't give a shit. She runs back to the house. She starts yelling Dewey. Dewey comes limping in the house going, Sid, he falls down and there's a knife embedded in his back. Ghostface appears. He tugs the knife out of Dewey's back. Like, Dewey moves when yeah. he pulls it out of his back. And she runs to the car that Dewey had, to the Jeep. And they play a little game. Mm-hmm. She locks all the doors. And she runs. To the, he runs to the other side with the open window. She frantically rolls up the windows. Kids, if you're listening, windows were not always automatic. They had, had to be rolled. Hand crank. Oh my god. Watch Mad Men. You'll understand. It's like a wrist workout. She goes to start the car and there's no keys. And he knocks on the window yeah. with the butt of the knife. So, I know. So slow and ominous. Just, just not, like, thick, thick, thick. Hey, here are the keys. And then he keys. just dingles. And then he just the ducks the fuck out. Yeah. And the look on her face That's is when so accurate. I would shit my pants. Yes. Shit pants start Because now. I don't know where the hell he's popping out from. Like, if that were me, I would get into the middle of the car. And just to the to where I have, like, exactly. I have, like, all, distance. All sides. And all sides. Because if I'm on what, like, no, no, no. I would, I would actually stand with my back. I would actually sit on the, con- yeah. the center console with my back to the windshield. Yeah. Because that's the hardest one the to hardest break. The hardest one to break. Disappears under the car, and then you see the locks start popping up. I never understood how that happened. Me neither. I don't know if maybe... There were There's cars gotta be, back th- then. There absolutely were. There's like that lines you can pull. The, yeah, but like it's who something knows where that? like they just and then terror. Just the radio terror. in the car goes off. Yeah, and she goes, "Oh my god, radio!" And she immediately gives him the address. Yeah, she, he's trying to kill me. I'm at two five whatever. I'm. It's the mocker house. Whatever. Yeah. He's trying to kill me. So she puts it out there and he starts, he comes from the trunk. You see the trunk open and mm-hmm. oh my God, I remember shitting my pants. Yeah. Like she kicks him. Mm-hmm. She falls out of the car and she turns around. He's just gone. And then Stu comes out of nowhere, followed by Randy. And it's kind of like slapstick because if you're watching Randy, he's actually panicking. If you're watching Stu, he's just going yeah. like this, like yeah. pointing back and forth. And he's just like, kind of like mimicking Randy's yeah. movements uh-huh. and, and emotions and you're just like, oh my god! Like oh deep down, god. you know who you want to believe, but you don't really right. know. Right, but then who you're like, you are you? Who, uh, you yeah. don't know who, what like, you, you do in that situation. Really know. And like Stu is almost laughing, and she goes, "Fuck you both!" Yeah. And she <laughs> shuts the front yeah. door. I love you, Sid. And I love that because in that situation, like trust nobody. Yeah. You know, like you she knows she yep. can't trust anybody. And she locks herself inside, and then Billy yeah. goes, "Sid, from the top of the stairs, fall down the stairs." She gives him the gun. And you you immediately see he opens the door, lets Randy in. He's Stu's gone mad, and Billy turns, and you immediately see like it's this half forty five degree mm. angle of his head, the hair, the greasy hair falling in front of his face, and he goes, "We all go a little mad sometimes." Yeah, and immediately raises the gun, and Randy says, "Oh fuck!" Yeah, it was <laughs> it like a full circle like- moment. To where everyone was like, either you're thinking like, I knew it, or oh my god, I had no idea. You know what I mean? It's like all these like aha moments have come out in that scene because, and and Randy, like his expression was the best. Because, oh fuck. I mean, that's like so accurate. 
But and there's the the music here is a heartbeat. He starts to go real fucking crazy at this point. Oh yeah. Then li- he creepy. he drops his fake persona becomes yeah. his real persona. Yeah. And he licks his hands and goes, mmm, corn syrup. Corn syrup, yeah. Same thing they use for pig's blood yeah, and Carrie. Yeah, yeah. All Harry's the movie references. references referenced when it comes to blood. Yes, of course. Like, can you give them all credit? of the blood like, at the end. So. Yes. And then Sydney starts to run and runs right into Stu, and yeah. he holds up the voice changer and yeah. says, surprise, Sydney. Yeah. Now you're like, oh my god, technology's involved. <laughs> so yes. it's like a whole new thing. And the reveal of the killers in this movie is incredible. Incredible. Mm. It's so long. They just gave so much backstory to all this, and it really added another layer to it, you know? Right. Which is great. Which is intriguing to the killers themselves. Mm-hmm. So she runs through the kitchen. Billy meets her on the other side, holding a gun like you'd expect an asshole teenager to hold a yeah. gun. Like, it's just, like, right, right, right. floppy in his hand. Yeah. And they, they're tossing the voice changer back and forth. What's this matter, Sydney? You look like you've seen a ghost. Mm-hmm. And she says, you never get away with this. And Billy says, tell that to Cotton Weary. You wouldn't believe he, believe how easy he was to frame. Yeah. Take a, watch a few movies. Take a few notes. It was fun. Yeah. She asks about a motive for her mother, and this clearly strikes a chord with Billy. Yeah. And he's a coward, but he says he didn't believe in, in motives. Yeah. Did, does Norman Bates have a motive? No. It's a lot scarier when there's no when motive. When there's no motive. Which, Which is, is true. true. Yeah. Yeah, that's so, so true. It's so simple, but, like, it's so true. And Billy says, how's this for a motive? Your mother was fucking my father, and that's the reason she abandoned me. Yeah. And Stu 100% had no No idea. idea. (laughs) Clearly, he's just this guy who's been... Literally a laptop. Yeah. Yeah. And, and like, you see that towards the end. So, like, we could say, you know, okay, Billy is the... Yes. The real but mastermind behind Stu it. Did but Stu actually did, yeah. yeah. But it's clearly just like his, you know, fallback guy where he right. was like, do the dirty work that I don't really want to do or yeah. that is not convenient And Stu actually me. says what his actual motive was yeah, in yeah. a few minutes, which yeah. is part of the comic relief. Yeah. And there's not really music in this whole scene, That's but there's disconcerting yeah. noises. Yes, they do such a good job with that. It's there's just like, a high-pitched It's not noises. really a soundtrack. It's like... Kind of like the chaos that goes on in your mind when you're in, like, yes. a terrifying situation. Or it's you know? like, um, have you ever just listened to, like, the old-time haunted house tracks? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it's yeah. just, the, it's like creaking like, noise, <laughs> like creaking doors, like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he says, oh, you're, this, you have a surprise, you're gonna love it. It's a scream, baby. Yeah. And there it and is. And he comes back with her father, yeah. and while he's gone, um, Billy says... It's after midnight. It's the anniversary of your mother's death. We killed her exactly one year ago. Yeah. And she's like, you've got to be kidding me. And then they pull her father out, and Sydney's like, I'm going to lose both my parents. Yeah. And, like, he's tied up and duct tape. Where were they keeping him for a week? Oh, my God. I have no idea. And then he's like, they, they talk about the whole plan. They yeah. place the voice changer and the cell phone in the pocket. Right. Except and Billy and me. We were left for dead. We're going to pin it on your dad. Like, blah, blah, blah. Right. And they put it all on him, and yeah. and he's like, I'm literally duct taped. Like, yeah. what? And Billy goes, then we kill you, and he has a stabby motion to Sydney's chest, and then he shoots himself in the head. It's a perfect ending. Yeah. And they start seeing their plan into motion. As neither one of them is injured at all yet, and then they know they have to stab they each have other. They to stab each other. Billy stabs Stu, like, no hesitation at all. And Stu's like, fuck, that hurt. Then he's like, my turn. Billy says, without looking at Stu, remember to stay to the side and don't go too deep. Billy doesn't like being stabbed. Yeah. Like, that's in my notes. 
Billy doesn't yeah, like being he's stabbed. He's not happy like about the placement or, or, the, the, placement. or the stabbing. None of this. Billy's not happy about any of it. And I love this. I love this, like, added extra layer that they put this, like, little mini conflict between the two at the I end, know. you know? Because like, I'm like, it's like a couple awesome. fighting. Okay. Because it just, I don't know. It takes you out of the moment for a second. It does. And then you realize, like, these two kids who are, like, 17 years old, like, do they know what they're fucking doing? Like, did they have this shit figured out? Probably not. You know, it's just the chaos of it all is insane. Oh, the chaos. And during the chaos, Sydney's going, how am I going to get out yeah. of this? And clearly she's thinking. She's plotting. You hear the stabbing noise that they're stabbing each other. Yeah. But it's we don't see that. We right. see Sydney's reaction, reaction to yeah. it, which is genius. Yeah. You hear the noise, which is actually somewhat more disturbing yeah. than actually seeing it. And she goes, you sick fucks. You've seen one too many movies. And this line is iconic. He says, no, Sid, don't blame the movies. Movies don't create psychos. Movies make psychos more creative as a person. It's not the music's fault. It's not the movie's fault. They do make psychos more creative. More they creative, get ideas. Yeah. Another stew line. Billy, stop. I'm feeling a little woozy, woozy here. Yeah. <laughs> There's no trust there. No, not at all. There's no trust. Billy is threatening Sue. He's pointing yeah. the knife at Sue. And Stu finally realizes, oh, maybe shit. I'm not really this psycho that I think I, I am. I'm also not in charge yeah. at all. Yeah. And Stu turns around to get the gun and he goes, Houston, we have a problem here. That gun cocks and it's Gail. And I'll hand it to Gail. She pulls the trigger a few times. She took that leap of faith and she's like, fuck this. She pulls the I'm trigger. I'm going to end it. And, and the same thing happens. Stu starts coughing up blood, and they start running around panicking, and the phone rings. Oh my god, the phone rings! And she says, and, and Stu goes, should I let the let machine take it? it? Yep. <laughs> yep, I love that. Because he's like, I'm not picking up the phone. And Who she has the voice recorder. She says, are you alone in the house? Badass bitch moved her father, stole the voice changer and the cell phone, and, and is calling from inside the house. And it's Billy grabs the phone and threatens Sydney, saying he's going to kill her just like her mother. And she says, you have to find me first, you pansy-ass mama's boy. Yeah. Let's just put it this way. There's a great shift of power oh, yes. in this scene. It's like, he doesn't it's know where she is. It's very satisfying. You hear clothing yeah. hangers in the closet planking around. And Billy's looking for Sydney. And she comes out of the closet yeah. wearing the, the costume. costume. And she stabs him with an umbrella. She comes out swinging. She's no longer Afraid. literally comes out swinging and it's like awesome yeah Sydney so wanders back into the foyer Randy jumps up and she screams she goes oh my god Randy I thought you were dead and he said I probably should be I never thought I'd be so exactly. happy to be a virgin yeah 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 <laughs> and Billy is strangling Sydney and there's a gunshot and, and it's, it's Gail Gail and she shoots him and then they're like <laughs> all huddled they're all huddled together and Randy goes this is the moment yep. where the supposedly dead killer comes, comes back, back for one last scare. Like, nah. And Billy goes, Raw! Yeah. <laughs> and Sydney, I know, I love how he like, no, <laughs> came up. Like he does that on purpose, like, Raw! Oh, and Sydney immediately shoots him in the head. And then the dad comes busting out of the closet. And I don't blame him at Me all. Me neither, because he's like, <laughs> someone in all the time There's that a gun. you spent getting your weapons and putting on your costume like could you not have like, you cut off take my the duct tape off my mouth you ungrateful you daughter. ungrateful bitch. you know like anyway i don't blame him at all that he must have been a really charging good out too. he's like Can and she goes oh my god me? dad yeah i mean sydney really it wasn't her like winning moment but it was at the oh my god time. dad i forgot 
Uh, and then the next shot is Dewey being taken out of the stretcher alive, yeah, alive. and he's given the thumbs up. And Gail, in her true fashion, goes live. And in my notes, I have Gail will Gail. Yeah. <laughs> Gail and will Gail be Gail. continues to Gail, if you've seen the rest Gail of Gail continues the to movies, Gail. you know. And then it's the end, and it fades to black, and there's a crack of thunder, and you go space split second. Even the way that this ends is very classic horror. It just ends. Yeah. Like, there's there's no, like, final wrap-up. You don't see Sydney leaving the scene Which time. I love that. I, I do, too. I love that. Like, I think it's like, you end it there... Right. And that that built up for an even more powerful sequel, to be honest. And in real that life, it's just like boom. things don't get wrapped up. Yeah, no, they don't ever. And, and life moves on, just kind of like it, the, just the, literally that's it. The moment's over. No, this whole movie is just oh like my God. a job well done for everybody. Involved. And then the last song is just like there's just some everybody's high fiving, and I, I just feel like there was like a 19 year old intern just going, I really like this song. Maybe yeah. we should put this Maybe at the end. And they're like, like, yeah, cr- whatever. They're like, can we use it, it in the movie? The, They're like, maybe the credits. It has the word scream in it. Yeah. It's perfect. Yeah. Sounds great. Oh, Thanks, yeah. Rebecca. Guys. Thank you so much for listening to our... Taking this journey. Yeah. Very long first episode. Our first episode. Oh, so exciting. Let us know what you think. Let us know what you think. We will be releasing this on... iTunes. <laughs> so that we can do an edit in there. Anchor. I mean, really, Google Podcasts, Google podcasts wherever you get your podcasts, hopefully you'll be able to download our episode. Keep a lookout. Keep a lookout. This has been Real Breakdown. Real Breakdown. Episode one. We'll see you guys next time. Bye. Bye.